Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome again to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coordination.com and hosted on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahochko. I'm one half of your broadcast team for this uh, weekly episodic podcast that's about Nebraska athletics, uh, the good life, and whatever else we can think of to talk about. And joining me as always is my good friend, fellow Husker fan, and longtime broadcast buddy, Mr. Brian told Brian, episode number 20, I lost count, 29, and uh, we pushed it back a day because we didn't feel like getting together last night. I was watching Rogue One, the Star Wars story. What were you doing on your Friday night? I was sleeping. Fair enough. I also did that. It, uh, listeners of the Nerd United podcast, if there's much crossover, uh, will know that when I went and saw Rogue One in theaters, it was one of those really comfortable theaters with the recliners and they bring the food out to you, and I dozed in the theater. When I watched it last night, I fell asleep towards the end because I was nice and comfortable on my couch. Something about this movie, I enjoy the heck out of it now that I've seen it completely all the way through, but I can't... It, 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 I think I just need more sleep. You know, my body is telling me sleep more. What, what's your take, Bry? Well, when you have kids and everything, and when you have kids and everything, and it's like, yeah, you know, every once in a while you just got to catch up. It's okay, though. I've so, got it. Okay. Before we jump into Husker Nuggets, I've got a question for you. What's, what's better on the cookie side of things? Well, for for the sake of argument and and trying to do apples to apples as best as we can, we're both we're, we're talking chocolate chip. My dad, I went. My mom and dad would watch our son on some Saturdays when I have to work, which is every Saturday, and when my wife has worked like Friday night, like she did this week, and then Saturday night, so she comes home and sleeps. I take the boy over to grandma and grandpa's he hangs out with them and when i went to pick him up they gave me a nice little ziploc bag of homemade chocolate chip cookies when i got home my wife said oh yeah by the way i went to this bakery that you like and i got some chocolate chip cookies you get a preference or you get you get a say and i know obviously you haven't tasted the cookies uh but what's better the homemade cookies or like the the good bakery cookies because I know I have my preference. I'm just wanting your take on it. I think, personally, bakery cookies, you know, homemade cookies, you know, they're made with love. True. Uh, Yes. That being said, now that being said, listen here. If I got cookies from my parents and my wife didn't know about it, I came home to cookies from her and she would be like, 
oh, I got your cookies. And you're like, oh, that's cool. I got my own. <laughs> you know, and, you know, they especially found out that, you know, from the mother-in-law, I'm eating, you know, because number one, I'm, I live with the wife. So therefore I'm going to eat the wife's cook, what the wife got me first. Because guess what? You can sit there and you can play the whole, oh, oh, mom, thanks. Thanks for got mom. I saved them. You know, I didn't want to eat them all at once, you know, and, you know, the kid, the kid likes it and I like it. And, you know, she'll believe that shake. Like, oh, that's so cute. You know. Whereas the truth is, you know, you ate the wives first because you didn't want the wives to, wives to be upset that you dissed hers first, you know. Here's how it was presented to me. So they hand me this little bag of cookies. There's, you know, nine, ten, whatever chocolate chip cookies in there. And uh, they said, hey, if you, you know, they're yours to do with what you want. If you want it to, because I'm, I'm going up to uh, my grandma's and going to visit my grandma. Uh, and, and then, you know, have lunch, stuff like that. And my dad's like, if you want to take some up to your grandma, you can. You know, give some to her. And uh, I said, well, what if I don't want? Because <laughs> I, I love cookies. I, I love these, you know, homemade chocolate. I've always, I, I grew up with them. Uh, you know, and I joked. I said, well, what if I don't want to tell anybody that these cookies exist? <laughs> He's like, you do whatever you want. Um, but, and you know this because you also have a small child. I gave the boy a cookie. Is I was getting him in his car seat, and then when we got home, and I went to take him out of said car seat, it was just crumb, crumbs everywhere. It, it was ridiculous. Uh, he he got more on him than he got in him. Don't they sell? Don't don't you sell that that um, minivan that has the built-in vacuum? Ah, that would be the Chrysler Pacifica oh, yeah. Limited. Uh, yes, the stove and okay. vac. It is. Uh, it, first of all, there are only two minivans on the market with a built-in vacuum: the Chrysler Pacifica and the Honda Odyssey. However, the Honda Odyssey does not have as good a suction power. Plus, it is a bagged vacuum system, whereas the Pacifica is bagless. You, when it is full, you open the the door where the the stove vac container is. You take it out and you. You dump it in your can. You put it right back in. It's great. It's it's the best product out there. However, I don't have one. I don't have that kind of van. I have a truck. My wife has a town and country. Yeah, I, um, I, I get the I get the crumb part because crumbs and um, chairs, kid chairs and cars are really pain in the ass to clean. Sure, those things are pain in the ass to clean. Begin. <clears throat> now that being said. Um, the kids only, you know, gonna get cookies from grandma or grandpa every once in a great while in his life. So let them have the damn cookies. Oh no, I yeah, I, I, and that's the thing. I I joked, but I I came home and I said, oh by the way, I got these I got these cookies. Here's the thing, I was completely shocked that that she had brought cookies home. I I only saw brownies. Uh, by the way, uh, candied bacon fudge brownies. Quite delicious. That doesn't even sound good. It is. It, it's, a, it's a little salty. It's a little sweet. That doesn't even sa- it doesn't sound good. Trust me, Brian. I'm not it, a salty and sweet guy. I'm just, <sighs> I'm just not. I'm just saying it tastes delicious. I know it may not sound ideal, but it tastes really good. You know, right? you, you know what gets brought home in our house? Uh, tell me. Bagels. Bagels <laughs> and muffin tops. What, what kind of Bagels. Panera. Okay, I mean, but like what, like flavor? 
chocolate chip, blueberry, um, the cinnamon ones I dig. The the ones that, that um, weird me out are like the onion ones. That's not what I want in a bagel. That's not no, what I want you, for breakfast. What you do, no? What you do with the onion ones? You make a you make like a roast beef sandwich out of it. Whatever. I just I, I, I truth be told because you know Panera is a, a I, I don't know how the, the parentage of the companies but I know Panera and St Louis Bread Company are are related somehow. St Louis Bread Company has amazing bagels, but I always like just the plain bagels, with a little bit of a little bit of butter or jam on them. So, uh, all that being said, uh, let's talk some Nebraska athletics. We're we're uh, recording this Speaking on the of butter and jam. Look, they're they're coming back. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, they're they're gonna come back. What's that? Spring football. They're coming back. Yeah, they're coming back. Spring football's coming back. Now that's not where I was jumping to. I was a- I was going to jump to the fact that we're coming off the heels of a of a doubleheader sweep uh, for the baseball team over Cal Poly uh, earlier today. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, 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 they they need these types of wins before they get into conference play, right? I mean, the non-conference is just supposed to get you a little bit better and get you more ready for conference season. That's that's the idea, right? Bullpen had some severe, severe issues this weekend because the game Nebraska lost on Friday night, which was game two of the set, um, Chad Lindsman, who's quote-unquote, as Darren Nurse had quoted, his, the best arm in the bullpen – um, two blocks, three hits, if I remember right. Um, yeah, it wasn't good, Bob. And then they didn't look. I didn't think it looked great in game one. Uh, game two, they were up six to one in after seven, and the winning run was at first base when uh, the, the double play to end the game happened. So Nebraska did do well with the bats. I thought. Um, Saturday, especially Saturday. Um, that being said, relief pitching for Nebraska has been really, really iffy. Um, and I think that's a big concern because Nebraska doesn't have that good of an offense yet. Um, it was a little better. It was a little better this week. Um, I do kind of need to get home. They get home Tuesday versus Kansas State. Um, but they need to get the the guys below the Myers, the Hohen sees the the uh um the Matt Waldrons and start you know if it's past a starter, then Nebraska's gotta get better. Bottom line. If they're gonna you know and, and the I'll tell you this, the Big Ten is not starting very strong this year. The Big Ten is there for the taking. And you know, Nebraska's started real slow. If they're a top 500 team, um, uh, and I'll say this, if they're a 500 team and they do not make the Big Ten tournament, I really don't know if Darren Nurse has a job. And, and, yeah, you can claim he can. he's he's alumni, you can claim he's cheap, you can claim his name, but ever since Nebraska's joined the Big Ten, um, I don't know, I think you can argue that They've been disappointing. The most disappointing team you can find, as opposed to what they should be doing, is baseball. Um, they played in one Big Ten championship game, didn't win it. Um, 
you know, they lost again. And granted, it was against a good Indiana team that year. Kyle Schwarber says hello. But if Nebraska's not, you know, Nebraska should be doing better in baseball. Um, and I kind of will say, you know, it comes down to resources. Nebraska has the best field in the conference. Nebraska has the best fan base in the conference when it comes to baseball. Maybe save Maryland. Maybe save Indiana. Um, there's nothing that says Nebraska can't win a baseball in the Big Ten. And the fact that they haven't, the fact that they've struggled is, is really disappointing, to be blunt. Baseball had uh, uh, baseball and basketball sort of had their parallels, right? Because you bring in a head coach with you know a bunch of excitement and enthusiasm, and they do well. But then assistant coaches go elsewhere, and and, and then it seems like they don't the teams don't perform as well. I mean, because Nebraska baseball had a situation within the last couple of years where was it the hitting coach or pitching coach went for. You know, got got you know picked or pinched by another school to be their head coach. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure. I know Silva's been there for a while, so I don't think Silva's really kind of one to talk. Um, I know people think that Silva is the weak link of this uh, of this staff. Will Bolt was there to help help. That's what it was. Will Bolt. Will Bolt's now at Texas A&M, and I would safely say that. If Darren Urstad did get fired, Will Bolt's on one of the is one of like three or four names that's on a very short list to take over for Nebraska. I would say him, Andy Sawyer's are at least two I can think of. Um, that all being said, um, I think Nebraska can get a little better this year. I think, like I said, if they figure out the back end pitching and get more consistent offense. Um. You know, you don't have to worry about walk-off losses like that. It, it, they'll lose games, and I get that. That's fine. But, you know, they should be better than um, 12 and 10 right now. And, and I know they lost a couple games because of, of weather the first weekend. I know that they played a really tough weekend in, in Frisco. I was there. You know, Oklahoma State's not bad. Um, Arkansas got on them early, you know, and – Arguably the best team of the bunch, Arizona, they beat. So I get all that. Um, Nebraska has to show more consistency. Um, you know, first part of the year, the bats were quiet. And, and it's kind of funny because every time you hear Darren Ernst had talk about the bats, you know, he kind of he didn't really give an answer of, you know, what he thought was the problem. You know, he's, oh, we're fighting, we're fighting, we're fighting. Okay, well, how is this going to you know, fix itself? And now the bats have kind of come along, but, you know, the back-end pitching's kind of been brutal. Um, today was an example. Yesterday was an example. So, I don't know. I, I really want Darren to – I think everybody wants Darren to succeed, but I also think that, you know, yeah, football should have won something by now maybe. Um, basketball, we were kind of hoping they'd do something, but baseball – was the one sport that everybody thought with the Big Ten move to the Big Ten that, you know, with Nebraska's pedigree you know, type of program they've had, pedigree, yeah, um, facilities and resources, they should be doing a lot better than they are. And, and I think that's fair. Is it? I, mean, I, I really do. It seems like, 
and again, again, I mentioned the parallels between the baseball and basketball, but the three main male athletic programs, you know, football, basketball, baseball, fans are eagerly, albeit maybe slightly impatiently, waiting for all three of these programs to take that next step, get over the hump. I mean, that... We talk about it. I mean, we've talked about it here at length, be it, you know, especially in season, you know, we're talking about Nebraska uh, football and basketball, and we're just, you know, like, oh, we have so much built-up anticipation for, uh, you know, the football season this year because we're going to have a coaching staff with the quarterback that they want and, you know, the hopefully a better offensive line and, now we've got, you know, a new defensive scheme, and it, pieces could, you know, or again, this is all hypothetical. But pieces are coming together, and we talk about basketball, and you know, next year we'll have, we we won't have Ty Webster, but we'll have a lot of guys coming back, and and the good core, you know, returning, and everybody's going to be a little older. And now baseball, it's like, err, you know, they should be, they should be competing, and and like you said, with the Big Ten being you know, sort of up for grabs, seems like this is the optimum time to strike, but the pieces have to fall into place. So, I don't know. You know one thing I'll say, oh, one thing I'll say this is, you know, I got some talent on this team. I mean, Jake Myers is pretty good. Um, he's probably been a better pitcher right now than a hitter. I'm not saying he's a bad hitter, but he's his his. 29, 30 inning scoreless streak is nothing to laugh at. You know, they got the they got the all world the all world nickname guy with Mojo. <laughs> um uh Altavilla's actually been pretty good at the bat, I think. Um defensively they haven't been bad. They've been better than most you know, college baseball teams are not gonna be all great defensively, but I think they've been actually pretty good. So And we talked um, too about strength of schedule that they've had up to this point and in, in, in the fact that it's so much better than some of the you know heavy hitters of the Big Ten Conference where uh, what Nebraska had a strength of schedule 60 or something like that and, and I'm folks I, I'm flying by the yeah, seat of my pants gone, here um, it's gone downhill a little bit but like the Michigans things like that were in the 200s so I mean it's you know, it, it, it's current current point of schedule, strength of schedule. That that's if that makes any sense. Uh, but let's switch gears a little bit because towards the top of our Husker athletics discussion, after we talked about cookies and brownies and all the good stuff, um, yeah, uh, spring break is over. Time to get back to work. Foosball. <laughs> okay, Which anybody waterway. seems to care about, but hey, you know, it's a uh, you know, it's a football state, folks. It's a football state. It's a football state. It's a it's a weird football state. You know, the one thing I'll say about so far, I think it's been, I think Nebraska has been a little under radar ish when it comes to how spring football is going. I mean, nobody's really talking about. You know, we all thought, ooh, quarterback battle. It's not happened. You know. Now, when you uh, say nobody's talking about it, you, you mean nobody outside of the 
normal Nebraska I mean, media, or are you talking I, I about I, really anybody? I'm more talking about the fact that you know we were all looking for this big race. You know, we're looking to get a starter. We're looking to get a big race, and all of a sudden, um, before even before practice even started, Mike Riley said, "Well, not happening. Thanks for playing." We'll figure that out in the August. You guys are just going to watch and be one all, all week. And we're like, oh, shucks, where's the fun of that? You know? And, and so I think they kind of took the... And I think it's good that they took the drama out of it, at least a little bit like that. Um, I, I think I think what's actually come to the forefront is the defensive changeover and, you know, the things like moving Kaluta safety, like the, the energy, the... The, the visualizations of Lamar Jackson starting in corner, who's going to be the nose, Stoltenberg's have gaining weight, who's going to be the tackles, who's looked good at, line, you know, all that. Who's looking at a linebacker. Um, how, how pissed off is kind of Haas Reuter about Stoltenberg, you know, being in the uh, running for nose tackle? You ain't happy, Bob. <laughs> I just know that he went, he, he went on a tirade. <laughs> I still think a freshman's coming in and do it and getting the job. I really do. Um, Someone who's it, built it, for it, that it, scheme, who's who's been playing yeah. that scheme for a while. Yeah, it makes yes. sense. Yeah. Um, you also, you're going to need a couple, a couple guys. You know, the Daniels, the the Watts, the. Um, you know, they're going to have to come in and play. Deontay Thomas is. You know, um, I, I'm kind of still interested in some of the spots that are. You know, for grabs like, like the like the tight ends. You know, it sounds like Tyler Hobbs is going to get it, get his first, get the first shot. You know, whether it's good or not, the, you know, it's one thing. But tight end, I mean, because they're replacing everybody, so everybody's. You know, I I could go there and and be like, I want to play tight end, and they would say, No, you're too old, you freak. Yet you don't have any, um, you don't have any eligibility. Get off the practice field security. Where are you at? Uh, I only have a, a two-year degree, so I do have eligibility, sir. Uh, how dare you make such assumptions about me? Um, and and based on my uh, obviously triggered and defensive uh, stance, uh, I, I belong. Triggered the slugger. I, I I'm I'm gonna go take up my safe space on uh, on a college campus, and and I'm gonna be I'm gonna uh, be a benefit to uh, to a program somewhere. They're going to be calling my name. Is this where I call you Snowflake? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. I'm, I'm awful delicate right now. Um, we're going to have to edit, to to edit that out because someone's going to get real pissed. Nah. Um, yes. Nope. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. They can send their complaints to jitterymonkey.com. At gmail.com, and I will respond to them with an emoji of a middle finger. Don't be that guy. I'm no. going to be that guy. I don't care. Don't hey. It's Saturday night, man. It's hashtag CN after dark. Anyhow. Um, let's talk. We, we mentioned the... the and These events are not necessarily those at coordination.com, everybody. Anyway. Yeah, yeah coordination's off the hook. Uh, <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about the... The very exciting running back battle, because that I think is it. It seems like it's getting more press than the quarterback battle. I've kind of discovered that this is going to be Trey Bryant's spring 
to either shit or get off the pot. And I think that Zigbo's kind of going down the hill a little bit. Not not in like a bad sense, but I think you know everybody's kind of fluffing on fluffing on Wilbon, fluffing on Bryant. And I get the Bryant. I don't get the Wilbon part. I'm gonna have to see that to believe it. Because, um, but I also think that uh, um, I also think that Nebraska's really needing that spot to be healthy. Um, they have three scholarship guys, four scholarship guys, uh, Mazur, Brad, you know, Bradley, hopefully he qualifies. And then that's it. Who? In Nebraska, um, they got, you got um, Wyatt Mazur, you got Trey Bryant, you got Will Bond, you got Zigbo. Um, somebody else is on scholarship, I can't remember offhand. I'm gonna pick your brain. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick your recent history brain real quick, because I'm trying to think of the last time that, and I know the season is long in wear and tear, and every team feels. When was the last time Nebraska got through a season with a healthy, stable, you know, running backs not missing any time for because of injury? Would that have? I mean, well, kind of last year, I think. You know. Before then, yeah, but Newby missed some time guy. last year, didn't he? Uh, a little bit. But oh, Zigbo yeah, missed some time. Uh, Wilbon was milk cartoned for for a different reason. Yeah, Trey Bryant got milk cartoned. True. Trey Bryant, you know, um, and, and showed showed a lot of great things, but at the same time, on occasion, you know, on screens and things like that, showed a little bit of stone handitis. You know, got to. Yeah. Well, he's also. He's also I, I thought. I thought. And this is me being, maybe I'm a jerk here, but I thought that maybe um, they kind of pulled the plug on Brian a little too early at times last year. I could like, see that. Because, you know, the things that Wilbon did kind of kept him off the field, the things that Brian kept him off the field, the things that Newby did, well, gosh, Trail's just that damn good. We'll just let him play, you know. Uh, and I'll use, a, I'll use an exact example. Example, uh, the first drive versus Northwestern. Yeah. Okay. Northwestern, you know, newbie fall, fumbles it out of the back of the back of the end zone, and all of a sudden, oh, oh look, it's there. Cool, huh? Trey Bryant can't catch a screen pass, you know, and you go to Siberia, you're no good for you, <laughs> you know. How how good? And and, and be realistic. You know, because I think a lot of people want to pump sunshine, but how good could Trey Bryant be? He could probably be second team Big Ten. I no let, let's yeah. let's let, let me let me I think it let me let me, re, let me rephrase by saying not this upcoming season, but like you know at his peak in college. I, I think it I think it honestly matters on two things. I think it matters one on how good that offensive line develops with Barniok. Brokop, um, Decker at center. It sounds like Michael Decker's going to be at center, and that's a good thing. Um, guys like, you guys, like I said, Farniok, Brokop, um, Gates, and everything. You know, how far do they come along? But I think also number two is, you know, this is kind of been the proven thing with uh, Langstorff and Riley when it comes to. Running backs is the more thorough you are, the more you're going to see the field. 
You know, if you can do the the three, which is run, pass, catch, and block, okay, and it seems like run and pass blocking is one and two versus three, you know, catching. But if you can do all three and you're the best one doing all three, you're going to see the field. Um, And I think that that really matters with Trey Bryant because we kind of saw last year, kind of saw last year they wanted to get Will Bond more in the screen game. Um, they had a hard time getting the screen game going because Armstrong. And that ain't a <laughs> that ain't a dick thing to say. I'm just being honest. You know that's that's something. You know, and, and I, I I I read something earlier this week, and and probably is a good time to say it now. So we all remember when Sam Keller was there. Okay. Hmm. And. and and this is not an Octobook Callahan, so don't think of it that way. But don't 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 we have Sam Keller to blame in part anyhow, for no longer having EA Sports NCAA football? Yes, but that's not where I'm going. I know. Okay? I'm just trying to connect the dots. My, my thing, my thing was everybody's thing with Sam Keller was that Sam Keller was you know the checkdown master. You know, boom boom went to Marlon Lucky. Boom boom went to Marlon Lucky. Boom boom went to Marlon Lucky. I remember Marlon Lucky set the record for receptions one year. Led the team receptions. I think set the, rece- set the team record receptions. And everybody claimed it was, you know, because Keller had ever looked at the deep ball. Well, Sam McEwen gets on and says, you know, is this, is this new offense with these quarterbacks going to be the same Keller special? Where it's just check down, check down, check down. Um. I find that interesting because, you know, it, it's a weird setup because let's say these guys kind of throw missiles and get intercepted, you know, there's a double-edged sword. Why didn't they take the check down versus if they take the check down too much, why won't they look downfield, you know? It's kind of a six half dozen screwed one away, shafted another. You know what I'm saying? Um, but... Ask yourself this, and this is not a question about was was Marlon Lucky good because I thought he was, I thought he was better. He's a lot better than what you know people try to trash him for, you know, because you're either you know the five star in Nebraska, you're either all world or you're garbage. There's literally no middle ground in that chasm. But which one of those backs do you trust out of the backfield getting the check down seven, eight, ten times a game? Of you know uh, of I you know what. I, there's something about exactly. uh, my point. I mean, it, it, it's tough because none of them have shined, you know, or shown whatever the past tense is. You know, no, none of them have have done it, you know, consistently, you know, as, as a breakout. I, there's something about a Zigbo that I like on, you know, like a little bubble screen, you know, something. Uh, there, I don't know. I. Uh, that's a that is a tough question because but at the same time there has not been because they've had I, and I guess this is a blessing in disguise I don't know um, at least I'm going to try to word it it's hard to answer yeah I'm, it's I'm hard not, to answer the question I'm, because you can't I'm going to try to never seen it right I'm going to try to word it as a blessing in disguise because you know for the last couple of years now we've had so many options of running back we've had so many guys get in there you know so we haven't we haven't seen anybody really build up much of a consistent rhythm game to game 
or even you know quarter to quarter. I mean, because the the one thing that really I think I'm trying to think of the one game that that really had the the different effect. Got to go back to last fall against Illinois when Newby said, "Give me the ball." And they gave him the ball. That's really the only time that that I think we saw any one of them in there sustained for you know a half of football. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, newbie was kind of the way that was, you know. Um, of course, definitely Amir was like that, and Rex was like that, and Haley was like that, you know. You're right. And ever ever since Amir's gone, you know, Amani was never like that. No, Amani was definitely situational. I think. Amani was the and and that's the thing I I miss the heck out of Amani Cross you know because I and I I think again because you had a mirror you didn't always I think Amani Cross was underutilized but it made sense because Amir was that good you know yeah. and, and it was a tough spot for Cross to be in but you got to remember when we talked about this you've got to go back several years to another website i think we were, it was probably another website that we might have been talking about when when cross came in and abdullah and there were two or three there was another one in that class that that transferred out braylon heard thank you aaron green yep um and and these guys you know they didn't well you know two it, of them it, bless it, their it, hearts trust me. Nobody, nobody really misses Braylon Hurt in Nebraska. Okay, you miss the shit out of Aaron Green. Aaron Green had a decent, you know, I wouldn't say Aaron Green had a great career at TCU, but that kid had a ton of potential. And I mean, he had a ton of potential. Hurt had a ton of potential too, but I don't think Braylon did a very good job with it, especially at Kentucky. You know, Aaron Green at TCU had a pretty serviceable career. And I think it could have been better at Nebraska. But only one of that bunch. But I also think that is playing on um, Sundays. Was a mirror. Yep. Yeah. As, yeah. as as the Macho Man Randy Savage said, the cream rises to the top. Oh yeah. Why you go there, dude? What? Why? The cream. He he was the cream that, of the crop. That didn't necessarily need to happen. It, it did. That voice. No, it didn't. Oh, so uh, you, you know what? You need to snap into a Slim Jim. Oh, gosh, shut up. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah, do the dance, dog. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, so first practice back is Tuesday. And I don't expect them to do. I expect them to, you know, Bob, yeah, Bob. Yaka's supposed to speak, and I expect them to be, oh, a lot was Saturday, and blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. And yeah. we also anticipate that this time that Bob Diaco speaks, he'll wear a shirt, unlike a football 101. Oh, God, no, stop. <laughs> no. Oh, Brian, it's late, and I'm feeling goofy, so just go with no. it, man. Hey, hey. You just have to poop, anyway. Brian, just go with it, no. man. No, I'm not. <laughs> Um, spring game is April fifteenth, day before Easter. Easter, and oh my God, the 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 visitors that we could have on this, we could have at the merry minimum twenty twenty twenty. 
four and five stars. So that – these are not – I mean – And I haven't talked recruiting – I haven't talked recruiting a lot because I've been busy with other stuff in life, but – We'll get to it. The site. That, that would be a good the, – the show before the spring game would be a good time to, to cover some of these recruits that are coming in. But, you know, because I'm, I'm stupid to recruiting – uh, and into much more in life. Uh, obviously, these aren't going to be guys who are graduating this spring, but, you know, like heading into their senior year. Heading into their senior year. Or some heading or, into I, their junior year. I was going to say. heading into their sophomore year. I was going to say, yeah, how young can how young are these young men? You know, I mean. It, they're, all, they're all unofficial visits. Gotcha. They're all coming on their dime. Remember, we were told, you know what we were told one time? We were told getting kids to Lincoln is hard. I, somebody. Is there any, you know, and I know the song is There's No Place Like Nebraska, obviously, but is there any place that that has a spring game environment quite like ours? Ohio State. You know, and let's be, let's be honest, you know, the big thing Nebraska sells is the the whole game day experience, Okay. Um, it doesn't help the Nebraska's having their. It doesn't help the Nebraska's having their spring game on the day before Easter. Easter weekend, Easter, Holy Week, you know, several, Holy Week for you fellow are. Catholics out there. Several several schools are Texas's, Ohio State is. Um, yeah, but both of those schools are heathen schools, so they wouldn't celebrate Easter anyway. I'm sure somebody celebrates Easter. No. Baptists celebrate Easter. Oh my God, they celebrate Easter. Not I mean, te- Texas does. You see, because Texas has the devil horns, so they wouldn't. They wouldn't celebrate Easter. You need to calm down. <laughs> I live here, and I want people mouse in my house. You sure? Don't tell them where you live, man. Yeah, anyway, all right, everybody. He lives in El Paso, El Paso, Texas. Marty Robinson's house. <laughs> that's a that's a good you know what that's how we're gonna end the show is i'm gonna break into song i'm not gonna do that folks i'm sure there's copyright infringement i can't i can't afford to pay so um we so yeah have, we can't we can't upset dogs this late either man yeah shut up um hey hey you gotta be careful at your house tonight and tomorrow why there's gonna be there's gonna be flooding. There is at your house. Oh yes, it's news to me. Are yeah, you, you don't have you are, that whole the, the whole flooding from Kansas City tonight. Oh, all the tears. Oh, Jayhawk tears. <laughs> Jayhawk tears. Jayhawk. I was like flooding because we had Rock. rain today, and I was very confused for a minute. <laughs> Rock chalk. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Rock chalk organ duck. Look that doesn't make sense. Thanks for playing. Um didn't Oregon beat look Kansas? At the, look at the bright hey, Kansas basketball fans, some of you look at the bright side. You when got we start to the covering dance. practice again Tuesday at Coronation, you can come and hang with your fellow Creighton Jaskers and, and you can find out what's going on under the defense and we'll get you get you lined back up there, Slugger. All the J Scare tears we talked about last week. Brian, it's late. I've already Whatever. as we've stated, I'm I'm 
digging myself a hole, and I just want to stop. pants on? No. Well, we're fucked, so. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's comfortable here. I'm wearing shorts. Does that count? I mean, it, it, I, I have Olive Garden, so. I had bacon in my brownie, so take that salt. You. It was good. We oh. pizza tonight, so. And, and I'll throw this out at you. My wife made chicken and dumplings two nights ago, and it was amazing. I saw your chicken and dumplings, and I, mine's better. Thanks for no, playing. It, oh, yeah. It's my grandma's recipe. It's not better. I'm sure it isn't. Yours, your right. chicken and dumplings are not better than my grandma's chicken and dumplings, <laughs> which my mom makes now, which my wife makes. It's the best you know, chicken and dumplings ever. Nope, there's the no mouth. argument. There's no argument. You're not allowed to argue. End of story. I'll make smoked chicken and dumplings. How about that? You can do whatever you want. It's not going to be as good as my grandma's slash mom's slash wife's chicken and dumplings. You just you just want to sleep in bed tonight. You don't sleep on the couch. It, it, she's at work. I'm, of course I'm going to sleep in my bed. She could call and say, get your ass on the couch. It, yeah, that ain't going to work. Yeah, but when, when, they're gone, when they're gone from the house, you know what the greatest little guilt is? Taking up and more space. This and this. No. You, you sit there and you kind of roll on your tummy and then you spread your legs. And no one's there to give you an elbow back. Hashtag CN after dark. And then you sit there and you. And, and then you. I don't want to be honest. I don't want to Let's know. be honest. You sit there and you relax and you <laughs> fart a little bit. There's no one to sit there. Oh my God. The smell is. However. Oh my God. You don't have to hear the guild. <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful. All right, so uh, um, it doesn't matter if we're in the vehicle, if we're, you know, if if we're in the bedroom, just, you know, the two of us getting ready for bed or whatever. If I rip ass, I'm blaming it on the dog, and the dog doesn't even have no, to be I, in the same room. Uh, I'm blaming it. Well, that's the, difference, that's the difference between... A gentleman such as yourself, uh, myself, and, and, uh, and an a vagrant, like and a vagrant. Vagrant. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's get it. Let, let's say good night, Brian. Good night, Brian. All right. That has been a, a fun, albeit uh, all over the place, episode number twenty-nine of the Five Heart Podcast. Remember that uh, it's okay to add bacon to your brownies. And my grandma's slash mom's slash wife's chicken and dumplings are the best chicken and dumplings ever. And that five heart is all the heart you need. I'm not going to let Brian say anything because he might try to contradict me. We can't have that. Go Big Red! Jace Gutierrez. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.